Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with Matt Gagnon. Now, Matt here, he's a Go Active coach. He believes in comeback stories. And for the past 15 years, he was basically selling his soul to the corporate lifestyle, missing birthday parties, family events, holidays, you know how it is. And he made a decision to get out of that and create something that would fulfill his life and make him more it's it's just like you and I right so i'm i'm so thankful i'm so honored to have matt here on the podcast matt thank you so much for coming on thanks my man i appreciate it you're welcome so on the podcast uh, i love to go into the backstories i love to hear i mean from that little bio read it shows me that you know we're we, a lot of us, we go through the, the standard schooling, we go through college, and now we're stuck at a desk job or stuck in a life that we thought was going to be the American dream, but not really is. So tell us a little version of your journey that will get us a little bit of you know how it all started for you. Yeah, pretty you know, pretty simple for me to bottom line it is, is that, you know, I, I tried to check off all the boxes growing up and do things right and do things that people told me would make me successful and things that would look successful, like, you know, getting a, a great paying job. I got a job in retail. Um, you know, I went to college, majored in marketing. Mm. I even did a, an internship with the San Antonio Spurs you know, and, uh, I was on my way and by 25, there I am like, you know, I've got a, a decent salary. I'm out of college. I've got my first BMW. Like nice. I feel like hot shit. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm basically living the values that were defined by other people for me. Mm. And by the time I reached 30, man, I had really burned out. Like, cause that was just, it just wasn't my lifestyle. I was traveling 25 nights a month. Um, and all of these things that I thought were important to me really weren't like buying nice clothes, you know, going out to eat and owning fancy crap. Like I thought that's what I wanted in life, but really it's just what other people wanted for me. Or at least that's a story I told myself and I was miserable, but on the outside I looked very successful. Mm-hmm. You know, I look like I had it all together, but internally, man, I was just rotten and I was doing all these things, trying to find my way in life, trying to fill this emptiness, this void. And I mean, I was even drinking 15 cans of Red Bull a day. Oh my God. I was abusing Adderall uh, just to have the energy to get through the day, you know, and I didn't know I was getting sick either. Mm. I was getting sick in my twenties. I didn't even know it. I was developing narcolepsy. Uh, and I was losing my hormones. I was getting a hormone insufficiency. So yeah, by the time 2015 hit, 
I had really burned out. And that's when I went on medical leave and had to leave the entire career that I ever felt like I had known the career that provided me with this six figure salary that people told me would make me happy. Uh, I had to leave all of it because I was on my way to just dying young. I mean, I had, uh, I was diagnosed with several rare autoimmune disorders and some neurological issues and, and it, and it sucked the energy right out of me. I was no longer able to function at the level I was uh, in the past. Wow. That's crazy, man. And that's honestly, that's where, that's where, you know, I, I birthed my own business. Basically I, I was in a situation where I was unemployable. Uh, and so I started my own life coaching, uh, practice after going back to school for it. Um, but to put the perspective in, in 2015, April 10th, mm -hmm. you know, I started this business after going on medical leave and I was broke. I had a negative bank account. I had an infant son. My wife was out of work and basically had like this, you know, half million dollar home built from scratch, you know, and now I had no money in my pocket and I'm starting a business and I'm sick. That's the shit right there, man. That's the shit, man. That's a, that's a, that's the one you say, you know, it hit the fan. But at least it did. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, but at least you had your mind. You had your mind and your thought process in place to say, "Hey, this is not for me anymore." I I can see what's deteriorating. Let me make a change. You know, I wouldn't have had my mind had I not done the work prior, though. Like, right. I had eight years, not eight years, but it was like a few years of training prior, mm -hmm. like five years. When I turned 30 to 35, like, I really started going to therapy. I started getting a coach. I started doing group work. I started doing a ton of self-discovery work mm -hmm. to help me understand some of the things that were going on with my body. Because by the time 2015 hit, I, my mental health also collapsed. Mm. So my mind wasn't always working in my favor either. Yeah. Because some of the illnesses I had really impacted that. So if it wasn't for the work that I did prior to that, man, I'd really be screwed. Um, so I was very fortunate that, you know, I battled depression and uh, I battle, you know, mental health issues from time to time. Mm. And I'm, I'm an open book about that. But, uh, but if it wasn't for putting in that work, man, I'd really be in a difficult situation. So I'm grateful for all of it. Absolutely. Having that work, I mean, it sets the foundation, right? Because before you start anything, you got to have that foundation setting moment. And right on. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, thank you for sharing. Now, what are some of your motivations for the things that, you, that you're doing currently? And they, so, so we heard about the backstory on how, you know, what really happened and what drove you to start your own coaching. It's because you saw what was destroying you and it was literally like you had to take a medical leave. I mean, that's, that's serious stuff, right? And a lot of people don't even get that chance because they're straight to the ER or they are in even serious condition. They're, they're facing heart attacks and stuff like that. So 
luckily you were you were able to avoid that because how many cans of Red Bull? Well, did you I, don't, say? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can say I avoided it. Okay. I, I was drinking fifteen cans of Red Bull a day with uh, with a strong amount of Adderall too. Oh man. You know, basically, you know, up until I was thirty, for a good few years, I was doing that while traveling twenty five nights a month mm-hmm. for my work. A very stressful job at that yeah. time. Uh, I had a mentor in my life that wasn't very healthy either. Mm. Um, I, I had multiple breakdowns, man. Oh, wow. like again, here I am in this suit, you know, looking like I've got it all together, but yeah. there were plenty of days behind closed doors. I was curled up in a ball, just crying, mm. like extreme anxiety. Uh, I didn't know what I'd gotten myself into and it felt like I was trapped, man. Yeah. I felt like I was alone and uh, you know, I'm an athlete too. I, you know, it's just, this strong dude mm-hmm. that, you know, needed to have this vision of having it all together. Yeah. And so I didn't, you know, only people who were super close to me really knew how broken I was yeah. at that time. But, but here's the thing, like I didn't come out of that unscathed though, either. Mm-hmm. Like by the time I was 30, I, I had attempted suicide. Wow. Like I was already a disaster. I thought taking a bottle of pills would just make it better. And, mm. and I felt like I was unlovable to the world. Like I'd become pretty dark. I'd strayed from my values quite a bit um, so far that I just felt like I was ugly and I was unlovable. So, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, I lived through that temporary situation and it was only training for what was going to come next, you know? And so that's why when people were like, man, how did you survive this building your business and getting sick yeah i'm like i had training before yeah like i already been through some stuff that i thought i couldn't survive and yeah. i survived that. so now i'm like man i can i can survive anything yeah thanks to my faith that i have that's mm-hmm. definitely been renewed mm-hmm. uh in the people that i've surrounded myself with man so yeah. that's been the epic part of the journey and like i got diagnosed with stuff like addison's disease which was a rare autoimmune or- disorder where wow. my body stopped making adrenaline uh it stopped making stress producing hormones so if i got stressed out man i didn't go into fight or flight i'd go into oh, wow. shock like oh, wow. an adrenal crisis so i was in the er multiple times okay um trying to figure out how to get a handle on this thing wow uh, my mental health like when your hormones are out of whack mm-hmm. your your emotions are out of whack yeah. too my body stopped making testosterone for a while wow like just my body was so mad at me man for abusing it for pushing it too hard and for stress, because yeah. people underestimate stress. Stress was destroying me, and I was allowing it. Yeah. So one thing that I noticed is that, you know, you said you, you were an athlete. and I am an athlete. Right. So you, you, are, you are an athlete. Going, you know, going to high school and, you know, in college, you, you, you're definitely playing in those sports. So because I'm just trying to think, you know, okay, if a normal person – takes so much, you know, Adderall and, and Red Bull, it's going to destroy them. But you're having that muscular mass, you're able to sustain it for the short period of time that you were able to, right? So that probably... So, yeah, I, I wasn't... I was never using that stuff as an athlete right. in, in sports. Yeah, like, yeah. That was the thing. I had developed... I was never the fastest or strongest mm-hmm. or natural athlete by any means. Any athletic ability I had, I had to work my tail off. For. Right. People from my past will tell you that. Like, I was a mess of an athlete, mm-hmm. like, in my younger days. Yeah. But, like, by the, the time high school football came around, by my junior year of high school, like, things started to click. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. 
I hit the gym, I started exercising, changed my mindset. But one thing I knew was I could out hustle anybody. Like I could work harder than anybody. Yeah. And so I did that and I got praised for it. I was praised for my high energy. I was praised for my work ethic. Nice. And then beyond the sports, I was praised for my work ethic. Put your head down, get your stuff done. Yeah. You know, and do the work. Don't complain. Yeah. And I would do that. But when my energy started to decrease mm-hmm. and decline, like dramatically all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I felt like, man, if I don't have energy, then what value do I have? Right. I'm not that smart. I had this belief system. I'm not that smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I struggle with my grades. I'm, I'm not that talented. You know, uh, so all I've got is my energy. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a great student, but I was a class president. Mm-hmm. I was a track captain. Like I, I was involved in everything, yeah. man. but like grade wise, like, no. Mm. So, uh, I had this, this, uh, limiting belief that I was stupid, mm. you know, that I just wasn't that smart. And so, and energy was the only thing that I had. So when I started to lose it, I started to medicate oh, and I started okay. to just take in all that Red Bull mm. and Adderall to keep me going. And I only took the Adderall for a while because my doctor said, Hey, you've got ADHD mm. as an adult. They gave me Adderall and I liked it. Yeah. Like, hey, this stuff gives you that great. focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I can access my entire mind. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, <laughs> it was amazing uh, until it wasn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I've been off that stuff for a long time now. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that was where it all birthed. Yeah. Man. Like, that was the beginning of all of that stuff. It's these limiting beliefs that I had just from a kid growing up, you know, and that's where I have a long history of concussions, too. Mm. In high school football, man, I used my head as a human battering ram. And I don't blame football and I don't blame my coaches. I loved my coaches because I loved the game. I made the choice. Like, and Mm -hmm. my coach, we didn't know back then. Like, we just thought, like, hey, a concussion, Mm. you got to be knocked out, you know? And it's like, I was never knocked out. I was too damn stubborn. Like, I would fight and stand up and I would just keep going at it. But, man, I took some serious hits to the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a small guy playing football. So, nice. so yeah, that's, that's kind of where it all came from. But it's the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit, though, that always lived mm-hmm. in me, though. And I forgot about it. And that's the thing about this <laughs> values thing that I talk about now is like, it's not about reinventing yourself. In 2015, I didn't reinvent yeah. myself. I rediscovered myself. I remembered all the crap that I used to love doing. Like, as a kid... My first business mm-hmm. was like when I was eight years old, man. I was I was there dealing baseball cards, you know. Like I would I would go to yeah. baseball card shows with my dad, and I'd be selling and trading nice. cards with forty year old men, you know. So yeah. uh, I loved that kind of stuff. I had my own lawn mowing business by the time I was like you know twelve, mm-hmm. you know, and shoveling sidewalks in Maine and all that stuff. But somewhere along the line, someone gave yeah. me a ton of money to start working. And they gave me a promotion. They gave me praise. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just ran with it. That's amazing. That's an amazing journey, man. That's, that's, uh, I give you props, man. That's amazing. It's freaking awesome. Having, um, so what, what I did see, I mean, I'm not trying to break everything down, but, but so you're, so you're now, now your motivation behind your company is to make sure that other people are not doing making the same mistakes that you were you made them be able to reconnect with who they initially were 
and how they can use that energy to move forward in life. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate. I mean, the way I the way I describe it is is I help people live life aligned with their values, you know, versus the values mm-hmm. that have been defined by others. And uh, yeah. as much as I'd like to say I, I'd like to prevent people from making the same mistakes, look, man, if yeah. someone tried people tried telling me, you know, twenty years ago mm-hmm. or ten years, I don't know, I'm getting old now. Um, I'm losing track of time, but like <laughs> to slow down. Like people always used to. People always yeah. used to say that. Slow down, man. You got to pace yourself. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, yeah. that makes sense. But what, how, what does that even look like? No one ever told me what <laughs> slowing down even looked yeah. like. It said, slow down. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. All I know was zero how and 100%. That was it. Like, I didn't know what was in between. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the same way with mm-hmm. everything in life. You know, hey, it's even in my car. It's the simplest thing. Like, oh, my window's either all the way up or all the way down. Like, you know, it's either blazing <laughs> hot in my car with the heat or freezing cold AC. I'm like, what are all these numbers in the middle? It doesn't make, you know, so I've always been extreme, but no one ever yeah. told me what it was like to slow yeah. down. And so I had to learn. the. That's how I tore my hamstring. Like I had the most intense mm. hamstring tear because I was like exercising later in life and they told me to do a, uh, uh-huh. a 40 yard dash at 70%. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that means. So I just ran it at 110. <laughs> snapped my hamstring right in half, like a major second degree tear. And so I'm like, oh man. So I've learned a lot of lessons from my extremes. Yeah. But now it's just like, look, I know people are going to do what they got, they're going to do to learn their lessons. But I want them to know yeah. that I'm here yeah. as somebody who's walked that path. And when you're ready, when you're mm-hmm. ready, I'll be there to help you find your way back. Not just find your way you back, yeah. but like look at those things from the past that you that you need to rediscover and then apply them to now. Exactly. You know, so many people say, yeah. Man, I wish I could go back ten years ago and be back, you know, the way I was then. I'm like, you don't want to go backwards, you want to go forwards. Yeah, you, you don't want to go back. back. Yeah. You remember how it's, you used to think ten years yeah. ago? You know, great. You want to take exactly. some of the things you loved back then, but bring them to now with the new knowledge that you have. So that's what I was doing. And your values, man, like when you know what your values are, bro, yeah. like you, you look at them like tanks. And like when, the, when one of those tanks is empty, you know what to put in it. You know what to fill mm-hmm. it with. When you don't, exactly. you fill it with crap that doesn't belong there. And that's when we get in trouble with addiction. Yeah. We buy shit. We get addicted to things. Mm-hmm. We start overeating. Like we, we start losing it. So I had to rediscover what my tanks were and what my values were and then align mm-hmm. my life around that with how I do my job, the people yeah. I surround myself with. That was the truth. That's when I, I started integrating music back into my life and faith mm. and volunteering mm. and even like even silly things like, yeah. you know, trading cards and stuff like that. Like, man, mm-hmm. I still, I bought myself a box of like trading cards a while back just for the joy of yeah. opening cards again because it was fun. And I, and I shared that mm-hmm. hobby with my son when he was like three. You know, video of us opening yeah. up like, Looney Tunes baseball cards together. You know, it was a blast. Oh, nice. There were card, a box of cards I found from 1992. And here, here we are like, you know, 2013 at the time, or it was 2016. Yeah. yeah. And he and I are opening up these cards together. It was a blast, man. Like, so all that yeah. stuff, you just have to have more things in your life besides just your career. Or else you're going to lose your shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Because... You're trying to activate the part of your brain that gives you strength and stamina and motivation. And if you're 
substituting, enabling those parts of your brain using drugs and and stuff like that, it's it's not going to go too long. But if you are using hobbies to activate those centers in your mind, then boom, man, you right. are unstoppable. Yeah, man. It, it's like a long-lasting burning Fantastic. fuel. You know, versus just yeah. like if sure, like if you do something that's addiction based, you might get a buzz out of it right off the bat. But like what follows right mm-hmm. after is complete shame. You know, immediate exactly. shame. So it doesn't last at all. It's it's so bad. Yeah. But when you fill that thing with something that belongs there, man, like you don't feel the shame afterwards. You you feel the strength and you feel inspired. And mm-hmm. the way I look at it is this is like most people who come to me to work are usually people who have started to burn out in life. And they are high performers. Mm. They're people with delivered results. But yeah. the only thing that's pouring into their life is their career. And it's like their performance has determined yeah. their value. As long as I perform mm. at a high level, my value is high. As long as I'm getting promotions yeah. and raises and praise, my performance is, you know, my value is high. But that's a terrible yeah. investment in your life because it, it, is. it feels great for a while. Like when you're on that, when you're on that honeymoon phase or you're just on that like burn mode, grind mode, where you are just crushing it in your career. It's awesome. You know, you feel untouchable, but then you have one bad week at work and all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to lose everything. Like you can't handle it because you got nothing else going on in your life. So when work goes bad, your boss is disappointed in one thing that you're doing. All of a sudden it's like, oh man, I'm going to lose everything. You know, and it's those highs and lows of either I'm going to get promoted or I'm going to get fired. Uh, and eventually you yeah. can't maintain that stress. And so from a, from a, an investment perspective, you wouldn't do that with like your retirement. You wouldn't put all your money into one investment and say, Hey, as long as this investment goes well, I've got it made. But if it fails, like you've got nothing. So you wouldn't do that. You would diversify, yeah. you know, your investments, your portfolio. You should do the same thing with your values in life. Work can be one of them, but it can't be everything. You got to have multiple streams exactly. of values pouring into your life. So if one gets cut off, you still got like four more pouring into you at least, keeping you going. Yeah. So you can rebuild yeah. that fifth one again. And that's why I believe we got three to five core values in our life. And so when things start going off track, we just look at that list again and we remind ourselves which ones we got to pour back into. And it's simple stuff, man. Like I play. I like to play music. So like I, I learned that I really mm-hmm. love to perform. So I would perform an open mic night every Wednesday while I was living in Maine mm-hmm. this past year. And, uh, yeah. and that one night a month, like one, one night a week, man, that filled my tank so much, even though it was a late night, but just the opportunity mm. to sing music and perform for people made it more creative. It made yeah. me more resourceful. Um, it, it poured into my entire life. My work was better. I was, you know, I was, more creative and fun with my kid you know it was just i made Mm -hmm. more friends like it was really cool it was long-lasting burning energy for me that just didn't fill one tank but it poured into the rest of my life that's that's really powerful i love that analogy man i love it wow we've talked about some really good stuff i love you know uh all of the conversations all of the, the different avenues and to learning about how we should lead our life. I mean, they say, you know, don't put all your eggs in the same basket. Say, find, you know, find the path that's in the middle, right? Don't go too extreme. And, and they're all very true. And uh, if you look outside, 
<clears throat> the two colors that are most present in our life or in the nature are those colors of the middle path, green and blues. And if you look at the rainbow, they fall right. right in the middle. So it's, you know, you don't want to be running red or, and that's why it gets the color of red is that's the one extreme versus going super blue, uh, violet or whatever is the other extreme. But yeah. Yeah, man. It. And that's, that's, you know, and I still tend to swing in extremes occasionally every now and then, but like, I don't live, I don't live there. It just, you know? Yeah. And for fine, me, being fine. in the middle also allows me to see opportunities that are not just in front of me, but in my peripheral now. Mm -hmm. My life used to be so yeah. tunnel visioned before. And I was like looking through mm -hmm. the hole, uh, through a, basically a hole in a straw. I could see everything that was directly in front of mm -hmm. me. But like Fairly, when I started yeah. to let my values pour in, like nature be, being one of them, you know, I, I started realizing, man, I yeah. need to be outside more. I love hiking. And like, you know, you stand on a mountaintop yeah. and that's what your view and perspective of the world becomes now. It's like being on a mountaintop and you can see 360 degrees yeah. around you. And some of the greatest opportunities that we have in our lives live within our peripheral. You know, the best shit's yeah. not right in front of us. That's just the obvious. No. You know, the cool stuff mm -hmm. is on the sides and in the peripheral. And it's just, we got to be willing to see it. You know, and so going yes. after your purpose and, and pursuing and living a life with aligned with your values doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's probably going to be harder, um, mm -hmm. but it's so much yeah. better, man. It's so much more fun. If you want to live a safe life, you can, but that safe life could kill you. And my safe life almost killed me. It was miserable, you know, yeah. and so I'd rather, I'd rather go down, man, doing the <laughs> shit I love. You know, and yeah, so that's, that's how I feel about it. And that's, that's why I'm yeah. taking risks today and things don't always work out, yeah. but man, I'm, I'm failing yeah. proudly. Like it's cool. Like I'm all right with failing and I'm all right with making a mess because that's why my business is now almost five years old and I've never mm -hmm. looked back. I haven't worked for another person since, you know, and yeah, I love it. It's an amazing feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. And my son, this is how he's, he's six years old. His only known memories mm. of me are as, as an entrepreneur. And my wife, the same. Like yeah. My wife is an entrepreneur also. Yeah. So anyone else out there mm -hmm. who says you can't have two entrepreneurs in one household is full of it because we did it. Like yeah. we're doing that yeah. too. And it's yeah. not always easy, but man, is it super cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's jump into the, the section where we have the questions Ooh. on the hobbies, the hacks and hobbies questions. So I, you know, the, one of the questions that I ask is, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into and never, you never get a chance to get into that? And you had mentioned something really cool. What, what did I mention in there? Because like, <laughs> I really struggled with that question because again, like, my dad yeah. was really big into hobbies and collecting things. So uh -huh. like there yeah. literally wasn't a hobby out there. It felt like that I didn't try at one point. Um, so like, yeah. what did I put down? So what you put down was whitewater rafting guide. Yeah. And that, that's really cool because I went whitewater rafting back in Colorado yeah. a couple of times. And I'm talking to the guide and like how – like, how do you, how does one become a guide to this really awesome sport or awesome, you know, 
pastimes like yeah man you just gotta do it so yeah like here's the thing i i've done rafting probably 12 times um and i've and i've done nice. it in many different places and i've done everywhere up to category five you know rapids i love it mm-hmm. haven't done it in ages and and yeah. one of the things is like i have a muscle spasm disorder so like sometimes my muscles cramp mm-hmm. up so right now being a guide would feel irresponsible um but the reason why yeah. i loved being a guide is also the same reason why i love coaching like the guide like mm. kind of guides the boat but he can't steer the whole thing by yeah. himself he needs no like and it's mm-hmm. crazy what guides do they basically have a boat of like six total strangers that are amateurs mm-hmm. at what they're doing yeah and you know he's got to get them all to work together and recognize what they're capable of overcome any limiting beliefs overcome their fears of what's about to come ahead yeah. and work together you know but like he can't yeah. do it by himself he needs all these people and he's got to help no. he can't you know just tell them he can't make them do it he's got to like teach them and so like it's a fascinating process and i and i love the whole journey of it and by the end of it it's amazing to see the transformation that everybody else has gone through in the boat you know yeah and so that's why i always i dug Absolutely. that so much and i and someday either as guide or a participant in the boat again i can't wait to do coaching based retreats you know with whitewater rafting integrated into it uh, because that, that's go. what's going to happen yeah and, and 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 a lot of these retreats when teams are coming they all come in as individuals but they all leave as team because they have to work together and that's yeah. that's what it is right i um, you can be one person giving 100% to what you love to do. But as soon as you integrate a team, you no longer have to do 100%. You get 500% of action coming through. Like that one hour now becomes five hours because now you have four additional right. people working on the same thing in that one hour. And, and I remember really the powerful. guide really helping me because I would always sit up in the fr- I'd volunteer to sit right up front. You know, I was usually the stronger mm-hmm. guy and he would always pull me, you know, the guy yeah. would always pull me aside like, Hey man, like, I know you're strong and stuff, but like, you can't overpower it. Like you got to work with everybody. Cause if you, yeah. if you paddle harder than everybody else, it's going to throw us off. Yeah. So like, you got to work with everyone. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so like, I learned a lot from <laughs> those experiences. Um, and it, and mm. the other thing too, is like, you could die doing this. Like, and sometimes people forget oh, that. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is dangerous, you know? And so, uh, I really just dug the metaphor, um, that it represented to me. Yeah, no, it absolutely is a dangerous uh, thing to do because, uh, just recently, um, friend, uh, from my community in California, they went, uh, whitewater rafting, uh, up North and, um, they lost two, two guys in the, in the river and they couldn't find them till later. To finally found their bodies um, oh my gosh man it's it's not it's not fun yeah it's yeah. crazy all right next up um what is your favorite movie or tv show oh man it depended on what mood i was in at the moment i think uh, uh mm-hmm. see, if i had to think about movies i probably put down maybe goonies because I do dig that movie mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's, what did I put down? Yeah. Um, it doesn't have. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter I know, um, but, I you, about, like, Goonies doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. 
I love Goonies. Uh, you said was... anything with Bill Murray. You said oh, anything, yeah, with, anything Bill with Bill Murray. Yes. What about Bob? Man, makes me laugh so much. <laughs> I love Bill Murray to death. I also love Goonies because I love those coming yeah. to age stories. Um, love superhero mm-hmm. movies. And I also love anything about music. Yeah. Like love movies nice. about music too. So like I'm, I'm really, really big on that. Um, I'm, I'm a big movie fan. I also love the TV show Arrested Development. Um, it was, a, short, it was yeah. a short-lived show. I liked the first three seasons. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a short-lived show, but it was brilliant beyond its time. And it was just the humor, it and it was super smart humor. Uh, and, mm. ah, man, it, it would just, the jokes would catch me off guard, and I would laugh hysterically for yeah. hours. So, yeah, I, I dig that stuff. Nice. Um, when you mentioned... Uh, anything with Bill Murray, and you, you mentioned What About Bob. Long time ago, I remember watching the trailer for What About Bob, and I was like, all right, I got to go watch this movie. But I never got around to watching this movie, and I kept, I kept thinking, like, what was that one movie I wanted to watch for so many years? So I'm going to have to check that one out. I love that movie, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, Richard Dreyfuss in that is a psychologist, and I'm a life coach. We're different, but, like, it's just so funny to just – I love the whole the whole storyline behind it. It's worth watching, but that movie yeah. cracks me up to this day, man. It's timeless humor. Nice, yeah. All right, so this one is a is this is a new question that I've thrown in. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? What movie would I choose if I got to play a character in it? Oh man. Do I love that? Um, mm-hmm. Two things come to mind. Uh, for some reason, the movie Any Given Sunday came up because I love football. And I would love to be mm-hmm. a football player in that movie. That would be super cool. Um, yeah. But outside yeah. of that, the other one was like Captain America. Like, I love a good Marvel movie. Yeah. I love to be a superhero. Oh, yeah. Um, I still believe that I am one. And you're wearing that Captain America t-shirt pretty good, man. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> you know, so to this day, I still like to believe I am one and my body likes to remind me that I'm not. But, uh, but still, it's, it's the mindset. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's what comes to mind in this moment. Um, nice. And so who would be your favorite superhero? Yeah, it's still it's still right in line with like Captain America and Captain America. Captain and, America, and I, right? I gotta say, Iron Man is like because like, dude, yeah. I just I love the swagger of a of a good Tony Stark. Yeah. So and Robert Downey Jr. is yeah. probably one of my favorite actors, also. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. he is so good. All right, last question. If you were a board game, what would Monopoly, it be? Monopoly, hands down. Yeah. Nice. Nice fantastic man and so where can my audience find you you know uh my website's never really been finished it's actually kind of a point of like pride <laughs> like uh because mm-hmm. i i built my entire <laughs> business when i was broke using just free resources you know and yeah. my first free resource that i had was linkedin so like social yeah. media was totally free and so i built 70 percent of my business was built from linkedin and i nice. love that platform for for storytelling for sharing. I use it. I yeah. broke every single rule you could possibly like unwritten rule on LinkedIn that you could. Like I talked about faith. I talked yeah. about like uh, depression and everything on that platform mm-hmm. when they said you couldn't. 
So I really do enjoy it. Yeah. And so LinkedIn, nice. you can find it under my name. You you can't miss me. My headline's got a bajillion emojis in it because I like yeah. I like my emojis. <laughs> um, but you can also find me on Instagram under Life Story Coaching. I love using Instagram too nice. as a way of telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and also like I'm super I'm always down for a great conversation. So you can email me at matt at yeah. lifestorycoaching.net. I love a good chat. Perfect. It's better to email me versus like message me on yeah. LinkedIn because I get a bajillion messages okay. on LinkedIn and it's oh, hard yeah. to keep up. But like, I love, I love a chance to talk. I mean, that's how we connected, right? Like I think I was on a road trip exactly. and I probably post, I posted one of my yeah. things like, Hey, call yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You were, you were on a road trip and you were dri- you're probably driving from Maine to Texas. Yep. That's it. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, uh, this is awesome. I love it. And talk about road trips. I just made a, I did a road trip, uh, 10 hours driving up here to Michigan from, from Virginia. Right on. Um, And that was, that was fun. That was fun. That's Um, cool, dude. But I didn't have that daylight that you get, that you had to be able to. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. Night journey. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, this was really awesome connecting with you. I love your story and, um, wish you best of luck and we'll reconnect again and uh let's see how we can work together man i look forward to it bro thank you so much awesome thank you have a good day you too thank you for listening to hacks and hobbies you can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests 